You are tuning into the True North Church Podcast. Our prayer is that you would be inspired and encouraged by today's message. For more information about True North Church, please visit us online at truenorthak.org. Well, good morning, everybody. It's my joy to be with you this morning. My name is Bo. Some of you might not know who I am. I used to be one of the pastors on the church here, at the church for about five years, and then I retired uh, because I've been chasing my wife around the country. And, uh, uh, but um, we uh, love this church. I love Pastor Mark. I love the staff, and uh, uh, what a joy to be a part of it. And I love the snow. Uh, I grew up in the snow, and I'm still not tired of it, uh, and uh, just, uh, just love what's going on outside right now. Um, well, we're in a series called Your Best Days Are Ahead, and uh, last week, Pastor Mark talked about uh, why we need people around us, and today, my assignment is to talk about how you choose the right team to be around you. Uh, I, had a, I had a pretty pretty standard, wonderful childhood, and uh, we played in the neighborhood as kids. Uh, parents weren't involved in those days uh, with the kids, and we, in the winter we played hockey, in the summer we played baseball, in the fall we played football, and in all of those seasons, there was one kind of ritual that was, that was always the same. And that was that uh, uh, as the kid, neighborhood kids gathered, then the, the two jocks, the, the ones who were best in sports, uh, they would become the team leaders. They would, um, I was thinking we flipped a coin, but none of us had coins in those days. Um, so somehow we decided who got to choose first, but all the kids lined up, and uh, I was seldom one of the ones that got to choose, um, but uh, fortunately I wasn't one of the last. How many of you remember doing something like that, and uh, the first guy chooses which kid he wants, and uh, you know, the, the two teamers are studying all these children in front of them, because they want to pick the strongest players, Right. They want, uh, because what's the goal? The goal is to win. And, uh, and I remember, you know, once I picked, you know, that we'd stand there and we'd discuss who was our next pick going to be uh, so that we could beat the other team. Um, we wanted the strongest team that we could get so that we could beat the other children. Um, and there's definite similarities to what we did as kids, to what we're going to talk about today. The Apostle Paul said to us that we are to run the race to win. Uh, and to do that, you need to have the right people around you. Last week, as I said, we talked about the fact that life is more productive with a team. And today, we'll talk about who do you choose to be on your team? What is it that you should be looking for because here's a fact here's the reality you will never achieve your full potential in God by yourself you need others around you and at the end of our lives it's the alliances that we build that determine much of the legacy that we leave 
I read an interesting article last summer in the Wall Street Journal uh, about, uh, it, was a, it was a financial piece, but it talked about marriage. And here's, the article starts out by saying, it's better financially to be married than to be single, as has almost always been the case. The median net worth of married couples aged 25 to 34 years old was nearly, get this, nine times as much as the median worth of single households in 2019, according to the most recent data from the Federal Reserve Bank in St. Louis. Now, we're not talking about marriage here today particularly, and it's not to be critical of singles because God calls some people to be single. These are just simply financial numbers, as the Wall Street Journal was reporting it. And there's a lot of reasons for it, but it illustrates what today's message is about. It's the power of a team. The point is, when even two people team up, they go farther than if they went alone. The scripture used last week was out of Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. Two people are better than one. For they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. You know, God never intended for any of us to do life alone. As a matter of fact, the very essence of Christianity is relationships. Because what did Jesus say? He distilled down the whole law and the prophets. And he says, it all comes down to two things. And you know what they are. Love God and love people, right? You love God and then you love your neighbor as yourself. That's, everything distills down to relationships, a relationship with God and a relationship with people. And ultimately, our maturity in Christ is going to be measured in terms of how we relate to the people around us. That's the, it's not the number of Bible verses we learn. It's not whether we have our theology right or wrong. It's how we relate to people that's going to determine how mature we are in the Lord Jesus Christ. I love Psalm 133, verse 1 to 3. It says, How wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. There, okay, there where they live in harmony, in that place, is where God has pronounced his blessing. Isn't that interesting? It's where we come together in harmony that God focuses like a laser beam his blessing upon that place. So let's dive into what do you look for in choosing your team? Well, the first one, I think, is for those of us who are Christ followers, it's kind of a no-brainer. Choose people who want to love and serve God. Choose people who want to love and serve God. And if you're taking notes uh, in your worship guide, uh, the, the answers are on the screen. How easy can it get? You want, when you choose people who are going to be close to you, you want to choose people who love and serve God. If the people that are closest to you don't love God and serve God, then probably you're not going to go in the right direction. In uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, in the Message Bible, it says this, Don't team up with those who reject God. Now, for th those who are old like me, we remember in the King James Version says, Don't be unequally yoked together, is what that verse says. Don't team up with those who reject God. How can you make a partnership out of right and wrong? 
That's not partnership, that's war. Can light be best friends with darkness? How can Christ and Satan agree on anything? Now he's talking about unbelievers, that Christians can't yoke themselves, tie themselves together with unbelievers. Now he's not saying that we can't be friends with people who don't know Jesus. Matter of fact, the Bible says that we're supposed to do that so that we can, uh, we can demonstrate the love of Christ before them and so that we can love them into the kingdom of God. Uh, so we have friends, but those that we bring closest to our hearts, those that we make part of our team, need to be people who also are believers. And there are some very, very practical considerations here. Because if you think about the promises of God for his sons and his daughters, just think about this with me. Uh, Psalm 139.16, you're familiar with these verses, says that you saw me, talking about God, you saw me before I was born. Every day, I'm going to have you repeat some scriptures, okay? Every day of my life, say every day. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment, say every moment. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. So what that verse tells us is that God is a God of planning. So before we were even born, he knew us and he had a plan for our lives. There's a similar scripture in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 in the New Testament. And it says, we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. This is harder. Can you repeat that? Prepared in advance for us to do. That wasn't very good. Do it again. Prepared in advance for us to do. Okay? So God has good works that he prepared in advance for us to do. So again, God has a plan. So there is forethought and planning in God's mind for your life. And a good God plans good things. So I'm going to stitch another couple of verses into this, okay? Because I'm talking about the practical considerations of choosing Christ followers for your friends. Psalm 57 verse 2 says, I cry out to God most high, to God, now listen, I'm going to have you repeat this, who will fulfill his purpose for me. Okay, can you say that? To God who will fulfill his purpose for me. Okay, so God says he's got a plan decided upon before you were born, and now he is going to fulfill that purpose for you. One more verse, okay, on this. In Psalm 32, 8, the Lord says, I will guide you. Say that, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you. Say that. I will advise you and watch over you. So that's what God says. I got a plan. I'm going to, I'm going to fulfill it. And in order that it's fulfilled, I'll guide you, I'll advise you, and I'll watch over you. Now that's true for you if you are a Christ follower. But here's the wonderful thing. It's also true for every other Christ follower. And when you choose people to be on your team who love Jesus like you love Jesus, you have this, and I love the word synergy, I'll talk about that in a little bit, but you have this dynamic happening where God is fulfilling 
his purposes in my life and he's fulfilling it in the purpose of the lives of the people upon my team and the Holy Spirit is a master builder and incredible things take place in our lives because of what he is doing in us as a team and that's why Satan tries so hard to divide us from one another because if he can divide us he can destroy what God wants to do through us. Does that make sense to you? I love the word synergy. I, I, I've reflected on this word for many, many years. And uh, I asked somebody the other day that should have known, do you, do you know what synergy means? And they didn't know. And uh, so I'll describe it like this. Years ago in Canada, they had a horse pull contest. So they had these big draft horses. And uh, the contest was how much each horse could pull. The winning horse pulled 8,000 pounds, four tons. The horse that came in second pulled 7,000 pounds, uh, just three and a half tons. And then somebody had the idea, well, what if we put these horses together? What can they do? Well, let's see, 8,000 plus 7,000 would be 15,000. That's what you'd think, well, the two could pull 15,000 together. Okay, that's math, but it's not synergy. Synergy is the whole is greater than the sum of its part is the definition, but it's one plus one doesn't equal two. One plus one equals something greater than two when you have synergy. What do you think those two horses pulled? The two together pulled 30,000 pounds, not 15,000, double that. Now that's synergy. That's how come the Wall Street Journal reports on marriage, two people are doing a whole lot better financially than one person by themselves. That's synergy, and that's what happens when we get people on our team that love Jesus. You know, the Bible says that you walk with the wise and you become wise. That there is a, we know that there's a wisdom of God and we know that there's the wisdom of the world and the Bible says the two are not the same. And so if we're going to walk in the wisdom of God, we need people around us that also walk in the wisdom of God or you will never achieve synergy. The Bible clearly states that people who have committed their lives to Christ have the opportunity to walk in his wisdom and those who have not do not have that same opportunity. In uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 33, uh, there's a, a verse that says, don't be misled, bad company corrupts good character. Uh, I have four children, and uh, they remind me of this now, but I told them over and over again until they were sick of hearing it when they were kids. I said, you become like your friends. You become like your friends. And, um, and one of my sons told me once, I heard me, myself telling my son, you become like your friends. Uh, and it's a wonderful thing for a dad when uh, you hear your kids saying the same things that you said. Um, but you do, you become like your friends. You know, you can have good dreams and you can have good character, but if you choose the wrong team, you'll end up going the wrong direction and you won't fulfill God's best for your life. So first of all, choose people who love Jesus, who obey his word, who walk with him. Secondly, choose people of integrity, 
People with integrity. And I love this verse in, in Proverbs 10, verse 9. It says, People with integrity have firm footing, but those who follow crooked paths will slip and fall. You don't want to be walking with people who are all the time stumbling and falling and slipping. But when you walk with people who have integrity, you're going to walk with people who have a firm footing. Now, let's talk about integrity because we're talking about choosing the kind of people we want on our team. Integrity goes further than being truthful, honest, and trustworthy. That's a given for every believer. You, you know, if you're a Christ follower, you need to tell the truth. You need to be able to be trusted. You uh, need to be honest in all of your dealings. I mean, that's just part and parcel of being a Christian. That, that's like a given. But uh, integrity goes further than that. Integrity includes a coherence between what you say, believe, and what you actually live out of your life. Does that make sense to you? Um, Pastor Mark, as we, we talked about this message, uh, he, he uh, uh, told me about a book that he read by Henry Cloud called Integrity, and so I immediately went and bought it and, and, um, and have read it. And Henry Cloud talks about integrity involving the, the integrations of strengths, values, faith, perseverance to fulfill tasks at hand. Um, uh, people with integrity are people who lift those around them. Uh, they're like people who operate on all eight cylinders uh, as they take on the challenges of life. And in this book, he talks about uh, the, the wake that a boat makes. Now, this is the, his analogy, and, I, and both Pastor Mark and I thought this is a wonderful analogy. Um, and, and I love boats. I've owned boats since the first eight-foot hydroplane that I built when I was 12 years old to larger boats that I've owned that I've sailed oceans with. And, um, and uh, so I, I love being on boats. And, I, and, and um, you know, when a boat's going through the water, whether it's a canoe or whether it's a cruise ship, it's going to leave a wake. Lond at me if you know what I'm talking about, okay? And a wake is kind of V-shaped. The wake tells you about the shape of the hull. Uh, I've had planing boats. I've had uh, displacement hull boats. The wakes look different. Uh, and it tells you about the speed of the boat. It tells you about the direction of the boat. Uh, lots of things you can see in the wake. And Dr. Cloud, in his book, says that people leave a wake in their lives. And there's two sides to it. One is a task uh, job kind of oriented wake. The other is people and relationships. And um, he said that just uh, our lives leave something behind. So you talk about the work or task that we take on. Did we complete what we started? Did we, did we resolve problems? Did we leave behind a stronger organization than what we started with? Have we been good stewards of the jobs, the tasks, the responsibilities that God gave us? Uh, or do we leave behind a string of uncompleted goals and projections, missions not accomplished, disorganization and chaos, lack of focus, false starts, resources and money lost? I mean, that's another kind of a result that people leave in their lives. And then 
in the area of relationships, the other side of the wake, uh, what, what do the people that we leave behind, the, the, the people that we have interacted with, what do they look like after we have passed through? Are they fulfilled? Are they happy? Are they energized? Have they learned from us? Have they been filled, uh, lifted as a result of being a part of our life? Or are they wounded? Are they less trusting? Are they bitter, angry? Have they feel taken advantage of? Have they been manipulated? Are they stumbling and confused? What do the people look like in our wake? And when we're talking about choosing people in our team, Take a look at their wake. What have they left behind? What do the, did they finish their tasks? Did they, did they lift the people around them? Did they, did they leave people behind that are energized, that are at peace, that are happy people? Or are they leaving people behind that are confused? And See, when we talk about integrity, it's more than just being honest and never telling a lie. But it's how our whole life is integrated to live fully in all of the ups and downs of life and the jobs that we have, the tasks, the responsibilities, and as well as the people that we have left behind. So when you consider who you want to be close to, a person of integrity is going to have a firm footing in life. There's a positive predictability about them. They're going to do the right thing even when it is hard. They'll finish what they start. They have guardrails that keep them on a path to glorify God. Those are the kind of people that you want to look for to be on your team. They're the ones that are going to pull you higher. And number three, choose people of humility. Proverbs 3.34 God has no use for conceited people, but he shows favor to those who are humble. Similar verses in the New Testament, James chapter 4, verse 6 says, God opposes the proud, shows favor to the humble. God, in the New King James, says God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So uh, how many of you want to be opposed by God? <laughs> uh, how many of you want to be resisted by God? Well, I don't want to be, and I don't want people on my team that are being resisted by God either. So you want to look for humble people. Uh, early in my life, I, uh, I heard somebody say that God can do great things through the person who doesn't care who gets the credit. God can do great things through the person who doesn't care who gets the credit. And I've tried to live my life up to that, not always successfully, mind you, uh, but those are the kind of people I want to have on my, my team. Because humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. Uh, people that are truly humble have a servant's heart, and that means they're always willing to lift those around them. If you have a humble person on your team, you know they're going to have your best interests at heart, so you can trust them. Uh, back to Dr. Cloud's book, I, I saw something I've never seen before in all these years, and I've been in ministry for 54 years now, um, but he said the word trust in Hebrew, because I'm saying that humble people, you can trust them, and he says that it can also be translated careless. And I had to look at that for a little bit, trust and careless, they didn't seem to go together, but I thought, oh yeah, 
you know, my, my beautiful bride is sitting in the front row here, and in the positions that she's held in the last several years has, have required quite a bit of travel for her. And so she gets on a plane, and she goes places, and she meets with people and, and stuff. And I have never had the slightest concern that she would do anything that would, be, that would harm our marriage. Not even, I'm careless about it. Because, uh, because she is, in my mind, in my heart, and proved out over all the years we've been married, she's absolutely trustworthy. And uh, so, so I can be careless, as it were, and never have to worry. Well, when you have people who are humble, who have a servant's heart, and you know that they have your best interests in heart, you can be a little careless. Uh, not not in, in the sloppy way. No, you know, I'm not talking about that. But just, you don't always have to keep watching out for yourself. Because you know they're going to be watching out for you. And that takes a lot of pressure out of life. Amen. Amen. So why is all this important? Number one. Why is this important? First of all, when I think about the kind of people I want on my team... I first of all realized I got to be that kind of person myself because I want them to want to have me on their team. Does that make sense? Um, uh, do effective, integrated, humble people want me on their team? And what does my wake look like? Secondly, this is important because we only get one time through life. You know, I went to college as a music major. And, uh, and I've sat in countless hours of rehearsals and bands and orchestras and, and, uh, and stuff. And uh, you rehearse, 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 and it leads up to a performance. That's not life. You don't get do-overs in life. You don't get rehearsals. You're living the command performance right now. And when it comes to getting uh, the right people on your team, you need that early on, sooner rather than later. And let me speak to young people here. This is important for all of us, but I think it's even more important for young people. Because it starts with friends that we choose early in life. Because we become like our friends. And so starting out early, it's so key. Uh, I, I, I told a friend this week who had called me, who we've had, a, we've had one of these kind of relationships over many, many years. And I said, it's almost disingenuous for me to talk like this because the friends that I gathered around me when I was a college student, it, it was like serendipitous. It just, they, they just came into my life and I, I recognized it. We embraced each other and then we went on to do ministry together and uh, led thousands of people for Christ over 60 countries. And, uh, and uh, it just just, just we were friends together, and they called me higher, and I called them higher, and and uh, and it happened early. It happened when I was when I was 19 is when that started happening in my life. When the right kind of friends, when I was able to choose them, but I didn't know these things then. It was just the goodness of God. That's why I say it's almost disingenuous to talk about this. But here's the reality: God's got a plan for your life, and He's going to bring the people that are the best, that are the ones that are going to call you forward, that are going to push you, that are going to pull you, that are going to lift you, and you're going to do the same for them. You just have to recognize them when they come and embrace them. You know, and then thirdly, you got to go where these kind of people are. 
okay? Now, th- this should make sense to you. Ask yourself, okay, where can I find solid Christ followers? Where can I find people of integrity? Where can I find humble people? Because that's where I want to hang out. And let me tell you where you're unlikely to find them. You're unlikely to find them with the party crowd. Um, you need to go where these kind of people are. So here's the conclusion. Last verse, Psalm 92, 12 to 14. Here's God's plan for his people. Godly people will grow and flourish like palm trees. Even in old age, they will still bear fruit and they will stay fresh and green. You know, Pastor Mark picked that scripture, but that happens to be one of my retirement scriptures. Um, Even in old age, they will still bear fruit and they will stay fresh and green. You know, our goal in life should be to finish well. Uh, And to do that, you need to create the right kind of alliances with the right kind of people, people of character, people of integrity, people of humility. And if you do that, even in your old age, you will be bearing fruit. And all of God's people said, amen, amen. Amen. Now you may be here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So maybe all of this is new to you and you didn't even make much sense out of what I say. But you know there's a hole in your heart. There is something missing. And... uh, And we take time at the end of every service to tell you that Jesus has come into our lives and he made such a difference. uh, He forgave us of our sins because all of us were miserable sinners. All of us were in need of the, the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he did. He came into our lives and everything has been different ever since. And we want you to know Jesus like we know Jesus. And we say it's as simple as ABC. Here's how you get to know him. First of all, you admit that you need him. You admit that there is sin that has separated you from God. And once you admit that, and that's not hard for most of us to know, we know that about ourselves. Uh, We admit that, then the second B, is believe. Admit A, B, believe. Believe that the Lord Jesus Christ was God's Son who came from heaven to earth, lived a sinless life, then He died on the cross as a sacrifice, as the payment for your sin and for my sin. But He didn't stay dead. He rose again from the, from the grave and He lives and He offers salvation through the blood that He shed on the cross. So if you believe that, if you admit to your sinner, believe that Jesus died for you, and then number C, you confess him as your Lord and Savior, that we believe in our hearts and we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Bible says, you will be saved. Jesus himself will come, enter your life by his Holy Spirit, and begin to change everything in your world. He begins on our inside world, and our inside world begins to change our outside world. If you are here today and you've never made that decision, we'd love for you to do that. It'll be the best decision you ever made. And I wanna pray for you, and I'm gonna lead you in a prayer. And you don't have to pray out loud, but it's important that it be your prayer from the inside. So have everybody bow their heads and close their eyes. And if you wanna receive Christ as your savior, 
pray a prayer something like this. Dear Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I'm separated from you. But I believe that you are the Savior sent into the world to redeem me from my sin. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. What a fantastic service. Be sure to stay in touch by following us on social media so you can stay up to date with all that is happening at True North Church.